first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. We've already looked at the entire offense. We've looked at the defensive line, breaking down the defensive tackles and defensive end position. You guys, Derek and Andrew, looked at the linebackers a few days ago, and now we're going to shift to the secondary, and we're going to break it down starting here today, looking at the cornerback group, and then the next episode we'll look at the safety group, and then we'll finish out our look in this series at all the positions on the Colts by finishing out looking at different players on special teams. We'll kind of just do a combined there episode for that. So like I mentioned today, we are looking at the cornerback group and Derek, I think it's fair to say this group has some, a lot of question marks, probably the most unknown, if you will, out of any of these position groups, as far as, you know, just what you're going to get. Cause honestly you could get, you know, really, really high play and you could get some, some not so high play. You get, you know, maybe some, some reasons why your defense isn't, you know, a top 10 unit. This this unit could be a big factor in that. And so I wanted to start here by looking at some guys who I would say, you know, have been on this roster more than just this year. And then we'll talk about some of the new additions. And uh, yeah, we'll just go from there. And so I think the first guy that we can start talking about is Kenny Moore. Uh, he's a guy undrafted free agent out of Valdosta State a few years ago. Really a crazy story, just how the Colts got Kenny Moore, because, you know, you just kind of think about what Chris Ballard looks for in corners. I mean, Kenny Moore's only 5'9", 190 pounds. I mean, Chris Ballard's normally looking for six foot or over corners. I mean, you look at a guy like Rocky Sen, six foot, 192, but you throw in a guy like Kenny Moore, and he has really thrived since he came here in Indianapolis. I actually remember... I went to one of the games, one of Kenny Moore's first games starting in that 2017 season. It was a Thursday night game against the Denver Broncos. Now, a terrible game. The Colts ultimately got beat by Brock Osweiler again for some reason. But Kenny Moore, I believe, had an interception in that game. He played very well. And that was just kind of the little start and a little taste into, you know, kind of the playmaker that we've seen Kenny Moore be. Uh, Derek, give me your thoughts on a guy like Kenny Moore, you know, fantastic player in his own right, undersized, but he certainly doesn't play like it. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Moore is just a phenomenal player uh, for everything that he's had to go through um, these last few years and, you know, his journey to get to be where he is now. I mean, you know, for a guy his size, you know, nothing is given, you know, everything is hard work. You can't get to his level of play with his size without some kind of very good hard work, because that's just ultimately what Kenny Moore is. I mean, playing at the highest level of slot corners in the NFL and yet somehow, some way never gets talked about. It is quite phenomenal. Just how many times people forget that Kenny Moore by the numbers is the best slot corner in football. Yes, better than Chris Harris Jr. and a bunch of other guys. He is the best slot corner in football. 
and that's ultimately why we love Kenny Moore. I mean, and not to mention he's the he's still young, you know, he's still got um, but he's got a lot of experience left within him. And I mean, good lord, Kenny Moore, what more can you say about this guy? He just makes plays all over the field. And when he's not in the game, that's when our our defense, our secondary really struggles. Um, that it it was always a thing, like we were talking about when Kenny Moore and Pierre Desir missed time. Who, who, when did we struggle the most? We struggled the most when Kenny Moore was off the field, which ultimately a lot of people are going to now start saying we need to get Kenny Moore on the field a lot more often because that's just going to help that secondary. Um, especially if you think maybe we could go into some more man coverage this next year. But again, yeah, Kenny Moore, just for the incredible athlete that he is and what he does for this Colts secondary, giving them some kind of edge in that, especially against the Texans. I don't know what it is about the Texans that just seems to bring out the best in Kenny Moore. I mean, we got two players that seem to always thrive against the Texans. It's Kenny Moore and obviously remember T.Y. Hilton. So <laughs> I don't know what it is about that team that really just makes Kenny Moore and the, and T.Y. Hilton better. But yeah, Kenny Moore, just a phenomenal player, even while being undersized by most. Um, again, just doesn't get the recognition of the national media that he deserves. But anyone that knows Colts football knows how good this guy actually is and really hope that he continues to play at the level he does for a while. Yeah, and Kenny Moore can do it out all. You mentioned probably the best slot corner in the league. He can play a little outside if need be. He can sack the quarterback. He can do everything. And he's also a very sound tackler, which I think is something that's not talked about enough, especially at his size. He's a guy that's not afraid to come up and tackle. I would argue he's the best defensive back in terms of tackling as well. So all around, just a great player, a great find for Chris Ballard and company. Crazy to think that he could have been a New England Patriot. Like That would have just been... It'd be frustrating, you know, especially seeing how great Kenny Moore is now. But, you know, very thankful that Kenny Moore is an Indianapolis Colt. He certainly has earned every penny of that contract extension the Colts gave him. And it's awesome to see now Kenny Moore continuing to thrive now, you know, entering now year four. Um, it's kind of crazy to think year three with the Colts year four in the league. Kenny Moore, man, he he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. Great find. And uh, certainly going to be interesting. And you and I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, the next guy on our list. You mentioned the Colts going to man coverage. Well, here's a guy that would really thrive in that role. And that's a guy last year the Colts drafted the second round, their first pick in the second round out of Temple. Rocky Sen, six foot, 192. He's only 24 years old. And uh, crazy, he's actually born the same month that I'm born. And we're about, we're the same age. So absolutely wild to think that I'm a little bit older than Rocky Sen, but. He's very interesting to me because he kind of started the season, you know, kind of as a rookie, really thrown into the fire right away, especially with some of those injuries to some of the corners. Rocky Ascend really came in, you know, kind of trial by fire a little bit, struggled at the beginning of the year, especially pointing to that Denver Broncos game where he had to line up against one of the best receivers in the game in Cortland Sutton and very, very much struggled in that game, but continued to develop and honestly had a really nice stretch there at the end of the year. And now he's entering year two. He's, you know, probably got a little bit better pass rush now to kind of help him. Give me your thoughts here on a guy like Rocky Hassan, Derek. Well, the number one thing I absolutely love about Rocky Sin is his football mentality. Um, 
guys like Kenny Moore and even guys like Darius Leonard, who have nothing to do with the coverage scheme of things, um, have, you know, mentioned to reporters and a lot of other people that, you know, Rocky Sin takes everything so seriously on the football field. Now, a lot of players have had to tell him, like, look, you got to understand you're going to get burned at times. It's going to happen. Everybody has it. Even the best corners get roasted sometimes. But it, it, but what you love about that is that Rocky Sin cares. He, he cares about what happens on the field, and he wants to make that difference. That is the great thing about Rocky Sin. That's just something you can't teach in a player to really w- want to have that killer mentality to want to go out there every Sunday and dominate. And, you know, like, uh, like we all said, first half of the year uh, was obviously a turning point for him. He just wasn't quite uh, where we expected him or wanted him to be. And then this is what obviously Cody, you and I have been saying for the past few months. And this is what guys like Zach Hicks and a bunch of other guys at, um, some other Colts sites have been saying for the last few months as well that in that second half of the season, Rocky Sin was a was a top was a above average corner. I mean, he was one of the better corners in the NFL at the end of at the second half of last year. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, it, it, he he got better, um, and that's what we always kept saying is. People, you can't just judge a rookie corner right away off of the first eight games of the season. If we did that for every single freaking player that we ever judged, ever, if you took every player at every position and said their first eight games, they did trash, you know, we would never have Peyton Manning. You know, that's kind of uh, something you need to remember there. Uh, Not everybody does amazing in their first eight games of their, of, their career. I mean, it's just how it is. And Rocky Sin, obviously he took in all these lessons. He got better. And obviously he's going to start learning now from guys like a Xavier Rhodes, guys who are going to know what it's like to be a part of a winning and a losing culture. Just guys that have been there, done that. And they're going to be able to nurture Rocky Sin into that mindset that we, where we want him to go to Rocky Sin definitely is a strong, uh, Cornerback definitely plays physical plays at the point of attack. He is ruthless. And that's what I like about Rocky Sin going forward. Um, you can obviously continue to teach him uh, because he has the mentality that every cornerback has to have in order to be great. Now he just needs the skills to continue to progress. Yeah, he's he's tough in multiple ways. He's tough mentally and he's tough physically. There's a reason why he wore single digits at Temple. He's a tough, tough guy, and he's very teachable, like you mentioned, which is huge and will bode well for him going down the line. And the next guy can we can talk about here, taken in the same class later on in the fifth round, Amar Veltel uh, out of USC. He actually is a physical freak when you kind of look at him. Uh, Mar Veltel, man, I, he was a safety when he was at USC. He's 6'2", almost 200 pounds. He's only 23 years old. He is. He has a lot of those physical tools that you really like in Marvell Tell. And honestly, you know, he didn't see the field a ton in 2019, but I feel like when he did, he was actually pretty decent out there. And we kind of saw him more in the preseason. We saw him in a few regular season games, but 
overall, he was a guy that was still continuing to learn the position. And, and you know, it, it's to be expected. He wasn't expected to come in right away and be a top corner. I mean, he, he still had a lot to learn, but he certainly seems like he's a guy that's on the right track. And, you know, maybe down the line can continue to develop into a really good, bigger corner for the Colts. You know, it doesn't seem like a lot of times when you look at the Colts, they have like a lot of big corners like Marvell Tell. They don't have those body type, physical freak type of guys. I don't know the last time I've seen that from a Colts corner. Tell me what your thoughts are on a guy like Marvell Tell, who has all the talent in the world, but is still continuing to learn the cornerback position. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you said it. It's just going to come down to more and more and more teaching. I mean, because, you know, he's physically gifted, has the size, has the speed, has the intangibles to be able to do that. I mean, ultimately, I think his mindset is more the reason why he gets burnt on some things is because his mindset is always focused on trying to make the play, right? Not trying to make a play, make the play. And when you have that mentality as a corner, sometimes that can work in in zone coverages, which is why, you know, he fits well in the system because you can implement that on a specific zone. But when you're being told to guard man-to-man left on an island, that can really get you killed in, in today's NFL, especially with the way these receivers can run routes. It's absolutely incredible. So Marvell Tell, again, is just another guy that's just going to have to learn to be a little bit more patient uh, in certain coverage, especially if he's left alone on an island. He's going to need to learn to be more patient. He has to get better with his mirroring skills, and I think his agility is something that we're going to have to continue to improve on as well because his speed is fine, but I think he just gets burnt off of the agility too much. He just doesn't have that quick second step or that second gear to get back to a receiver that's trying to go all out. So, but yeah, again, like you said, Marvell Tell still a young, inexperienced guy, but has the intangibles to be able to make himself into a starting corner at some point here in the future. Um, who knows what happens with Xavier Rhodes later down the road? No pun intended there. Um, yeah, if Marvell Tell gets better, continues to learn, gets even better, it could be a raucous in Marvell Tell combo on the other sides and then you know you have obviously Kenny Moore in the slot so you know yeah Marvell tells just another young guy that's just going to need to get more experience but certainly has uh the ability to make a name for himself at some point soon yeah and he will certainly have a couple guys now to learn from and if the Colts brought in a few different free agents to have some experience at the NFL levels a couple veterans the first guy we'll talk about uh, you mentioned it, Xavier Rhodes, you know, eight year vet. He was with the Vikings. He's 29 years old. He's a bigger corner as well. He's actually six one two eighteen, So he's even a bigger corner. He's the biggest corner on the Colts roster by far. And he's 30 years old now. He just turned 30, not too long ago. He was 29 when the Colts initially signed him, but now he just turned 30. He's a guy that uh, former all pro a couple years ago, the last two years have not been super kind to Xavier Rhodes, but the Colts feel like he has a chip on his shoulder and he has something to prove, but there is always that hesitation, especially kind of seeing, you know, past, I think 30 is kind of the mark and for an NFL player, especially at the corner position where it's a very, you know, speed is, is a huge factor into that. I think that, you know, a position like corner Past 30 is definitely kind of 
when you see that and you see your team sign a player like that, you kind of are a little, little hesitant with that. So yeah, give me your thoughts on Xavier Rhodes. He, he has talent, obviously he's been there before, but uh, you know, dirt from a durability standpoint and also just, you know, getting up there in age, what are your thoughts on a guy like Xavier Rhodes? Yeah. For anyone that is interested to hear our thoughts when the Colts first signed him, uh, be sure to go check that video out when uh, we actually did a breakdown of Xavier Rhodes when the Colts first got him back in. Uh, I think it was March. I think it was still late March. So it wasn't too it wasn't too long ago. But either way, um, yeah, Xavier Rhodes has some limitations. Uh, that is for sure. Um, again, being up there in age certainly doesn't help much. Um, there has been times where he's been burnt in man coverage. Um, a lot of people, whether or not you want to associate that with his injuries, I think you can make that argument. Um, I think it, it probably did have something to do with it, to be honest. And I think, you know, sometimes corners, when they have that instance with their legs and then they have things that are going wrong for them, sometimes that's just a, a mental lapse in them and they just kind of forget who they were. I think that's what it was wrong with Xavier Rhodes for a year or two. But again, the Colts think they can really utilize him and what it is they're trying to get out of him. He is a very smart guy. He's a very intelligent guy. He's already taken that role of leadership in the secondary room. So it's good to see Xavier Rhodes already taking the initiative to be that vocal leader. And then you also have, and the fact that if you're going to try to get him to implement in zone, that's great because then you won't have to worry as much about him getting burnt as much in coverages because you won't be requiring him to go man to man with a lot of people. So that's again, another good thing that the Colts are trying to get out of him because of Xavier Rhodes intelligence. And I think we kind of, a lot of people have kind of re-mentioned this that, you know, Xavier Rhodes rejoining uh, his old uh, cornerbacks coach uh, who was originally his cornerback coach in Minnesota when he was in his prime. I mean, that certainly helps. You know, I'm sure that probably had something small to do with why Xavier Rhodes came to Indianapolis because you get to go back to work and learn again under a guy that coached you before during your best years. So, I mean, that definitely uh, is a good incentive. It's a good thing for Xavier Rhodes just to kind of know somebody. Um, Xavier Rhodes, he he came to Indianapolis for a fresh start, guys. I mean, ultimately, I think that's what this is. Whether or not uh, you think he's actually going to get uh, to the level that he was before, I think Cody and I both can agree here. And Cody, I want your opinion on this. Do you think that, do you think that Xavier Rhodes will get back to the level that he once was? Cause me personally, I don't think he will. Oh, I don't think he will. I think that you, it's so hard to say a player that struggled the last few years is all of a sudden going to become an all pro. Like, it's just hard for me to say that for any player, especially given the age, given the injury history, I, I just couldn't, I, I certainly would like to see him do that. I think that'd be obviously great for the Colts and great for Xavier Rhodes. But honestly, no, I can see him being an average to above average corner. That's probably about the ceiling is above average corner at this point in his career. But yeah. certainly, you know, Xavier Rose, if for some random reason you're listening to this podcast, please prove us wrong. Go be an all pro this next year. We would <laughs> love nothing more than that oh, to happen. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, man, can you imagine that? 
I know, know that would be amazing. Even sixty percent of what he once was, uh, sixty percent of what he once was when he was an All Pro. I mean, even that's good. Even that's better than your average cornerback in the NFL. So, I mean, even if we can get 65, 70% out of Xavier Rhodes, what he once was, uh, that Mm -hmm. is still a very good corner in this league. Um, Like I said, guys, a fresh start for Xavier Rhodes. He certainly seems to be fitting in really well. I don't, I don't doubt the, the locker room, how he fits in. I mean, he does, he does seem like that vocal veteran that you know is what the the locker room is actually needing right now um you know Ballard kind of talked he didn't necessarily always mean the guys the big name veterans uh Xavier Rhodes over the last few years has not been the name that everyone remembers him by but you do remember Xavier Rhodes's name you do remember what he once was so you remember his name you remember his legacy you under you gave you have respect for him because of what he was in this league and what he can still be even at 30 years old i mean cuz corners can still play in their 30s man there's there's been a few guys that have been able to do that so again whatever we get out of Xavier Rhodes as long as he can stay healthy and be the leader that we need him to be that's just going to help this secondary so much more and I, I'm super glad to have him. Yeah, as long as he's not the Xavier Rhodes from last year or the Pierre Desir from last year, I'm good. As long as he's average to above average, I'm totally okay with that. I mean, I wouldn't expect really anything less at this point in his career. Um, certainly, we'd love to see him, obviously, go back to that form. But I don't think that's honestly realistic. But prove me wrong, Xavier Rhodes. I would love for you to prove me wrong. Okay, we can move on to the next guy, another veteran the Colts signed. He's a six-year veteran. He's going into his seventh season. He played four years with the Oakland Raiders, played two years with Cleveland. That's TJ Carey. Uh, He's a guy that can play a little bit of slot corner as well, kind of back up Kenny Moore with a slot. He can play nickel, dime, corner for you. And uh, I think this signing was probably the most underrated signing and the signing that people just kind of brushed off a little bit, if you will. Because you don't really know a ton about T.J. Carey. I mean, he's obviously not, doesn't have the pedigree of a Xavier Rhodes, DeForest Buckner, Phillip Rivers, any of those guys. was very much a low-key type of signing. But I honestly think it could be a very good signing, especially like we mentioned earlier in this podcast. When Kenny Moore went down last year, the Colts had no answers at the slot corner position. They had nobody that even came remotely close to being good in the slot. So you throw in a guy like T.J. Carey, who's always been a solid player, and if Kenny Morse, for some reason, misses a game or two, you have a little bit of insurance there. And I think that is huge. And he's also not a bad corner. I mean, he's 29 years old, so he's he's getting up there in age as well. But he's a guy that I think you only signed him to a one-year deal. So next year, he probably won't be on the roster, especially as some of those guys we already mentioned, some of those younger corners step it up but I think it's a good insurance plan in case maybe some of those younger guys aren't quite ready to make that leap or just need more time to develop whatever it is I I like this TJ Carey signing ultimately because it just adds more depth and more insurance in case one of your top guys goes down Derek give me your thoughts on TJ Carey yeah I felt TJ Carey was a very underrated signing because he plays very well in the system that the Colts want um, you got a lot of guys in free agency this year that the Colts wanted to have that were able to make tackles. Um, I think the Colts on defense, a lot of these guys have a 
uh, take a pride in their ability to make tackles out in the open field. I think the Colts got a lot better at that last season. Um, and the last few seasons, I think the Colts have gotten better at their open field tackling, especially from their corners. So TJ Carey is definitely a guy who is very physical, uh, is used to playing in zone coverages and, can, and is willing to put his body on the line to come up and make plays that are in the backfield. And that's what you want out of a guy like TJ Carey. Cause we know, uh, we know that Kenny Moore does that. We know Xavier Rhodes has the ability to do that. And TJ Carey's now doing that. Rocky Sin, we know definitely wants to do that. Um, again, it's just a common theme for these Colts corners right now. We just want guys that are able to make plays in front of them and make tackles. And that's exactly what TJ Carey brings. And especially for being on a veteran's minimum. Again, another solid depth piece that, you know, is good for an occasional spot. Um, so, and it's great for third down situations too. I think a lot of, uh, the, the third down and longs, the really long third down and longs that you think sometimes you get those, uh, screens. Uh, I think TJ Carey definitely fits into a, a role of that nature. So yeah, another great solid depth piece signing TJ Carey. And I'm glad to have him here as well. And the last guy that we can look of, of note was a draft pick this year in the sixth round. The Colts traded away former second rounder Quincy Wilson. And with that same pick, they acquired Isaiah Rogers out of Massachusetts. Completely different body type than Quincy Wilson. I mean, Quincy Wilson was, you know, a bigger type. Isaiah Rogers is not that. He's only 5'10, 170 pounds, but he gives you a lot more stuff, a lot more versatility, you know, on and off the field. It, whether that be on special teams, whether that be actually in the base defense, whatever it, whatever it may be, he's a guy that kind of provides a little bit of everything for you. And a guy that like Quincy Wilson could not contribute on special teams, he really can. And uh, he's a guy that I honestly think has a good shot at making this final 53-man roster just because of what he could add in the return game. I mean, he ran a 4-2-40, very fast corner. And, you know, he's small like Kenny Moore, but I think he plays bigger than he actually is, which is huge. I mean, if you kind of look at some of his tape from Massachusetts, he was out there making plays. This guy's a baller. And I think that just because he's out of Massachusetts, not playing the highest level of competition, that can kind of obviously dictate whether or not he's taken earlier. But sixth round pick, I mean, if he can contribute right away, that's a win for me. What are your thoughts on a, on a guy like Isaiah Rogers, Derek? Yeah, I mean, Rodgers plays a lot of the same way that Kenny Moore does. Um, just has a knack for being able to get control of the ball somehow. Um, it's just amazing when you look at some of the tape. He has a lot of ball hawking skills, which is good. And again, just his speed, the way he's able to turn his body and change direction is what really helps him be a corner. Obviously, um, you worry about him going up against taller wide receivers, which is why you never put him on one like a, like a Julio Jones or even a Stephon Diggs or guys like that because they're just too tall. They'll go up and get it over him. But his ability to keep up with people is what helps him. He's just, you're never going to burn this kid because he's just too fast. And that's the great thing about him. And I hope that we can use him at some point in the corner game. Maybe they might use him in the slot a little bit occasionally if something happens with Kenny Moore because 
you know, a little undersized. He's fast. He has those instincts. I think he could do that. But what you're ultimately going to try and use him for right away is his ability in the, in the receiving game. I mean, good Lord, this kid is, this kid is fast and he's shifty. I mean, he's kind of, um, he's really, I think sometimes when you look at his best returns from college, he's very uncoordinated. Um, if that makes any sense whatsoever, he just, the way he runs just makes it look like it's, it wasn't really a run. And then he just breaks something and then just somehow just gets out into the open. And then that speed is just a killer. I mean, he just makes plays happen somehow, some way it just works that way. So again, Isaiah Rogers, I'm really glad we got Isaiah Rogers in the sixth round. Again, a, a smaller corner, but a guy that has the speed and the ability to stick with receivers is great. And the ability of what he can do in the return game for special teams is very valuable as well. So Colts again are getting another guy that we think can be used very well in the in the special teams and for depth purposes. So I like this pick a lot. Yeah, I think initially I didn't really know what to think because you know, you, you always see a smaller corner and I don't know about you, but I'm always like, oh, I don't know how to feel about guys that aren't, you know, at least close to six foot. But yeah, he he's a guy that I think has a lot of those elite athleticism, elite ball hawking skills that you're going to really love to see. And also he's pretty good at returning kicks and punts as well. So that'll certainly bode him well. But this group is just so interesting because there's so much unknown at this point. I mean, you think you know what you got in Rocky Sin. You obviously know what you got in Kenny Moore. You think maybe Xavier Rhodes has a better year than he did last year, but you just don't know. It could go, you know, completely great, and all these guys could play super well, but it could also go the complete opposite. And so this group is certainly a wild card to me. Ultimately, I think if this group plays well, the Colts are going to be in the playoffs or at least in playoff contention this next year. But if this group is struggling like they did last year at times, I think this group could be the reason why this could be really the Achilles heel to why the Colts maybe are sitting out of the playoffs. I mean, ultimately I think this group has that much scale of being really good and really bad. What are your thoughts, Derek, on kind of where do you sit, I guess, on this corner group? Because I kind of, I'm kind of like not sure at this point. Yeah, it is very difficult to know what's going to happen with this corner group going forward. But I will say this. We have talked a lot about with the additions of DeForest Buckner and Sheldon Day, Grover Stewart getting better, and the plethora of different options we have on the defensive end going forward. Um, I feel this defensive line group is going to get a little better, and that is going to help the secondary a little bit. How much it helps, I don't know. I don't know how much uh, in the long run it's going to help, but I do know it will help a little bit. So I can guarantee you that whatever we were ranked at in the secondary last year, expect them to move up a few positions this year. How much of them, I don't know, but they are going to improve just because of that defensive line group alone. Um, so I, I do like this position group going forward. It's going to be difficult at first, but... Um, I like the direction that Rocky Sin is headed in. I like the addition of Xavier Rhodes, who obviously is a veteran leader, adding uh, TJ Carey. 
Isaiah Rogers, Kenny Moore coming back being the guy that he is. I, I have I have faith in this the secondary moving forward. Yeah. Well, guys, let us know what your thoughts are on this cornerback group. Like, are you kind of like me? Or are you kind of like not sure? Or are you more like have more confidence like Derek does? Let us know in the comments your thoughts on this secondary. You know, your thoughts on Xavier Rhodes. Do you think he could potentially get back to that all pro form? Or could he get relatively close to that? Your thoughts on all these guys. We'd love to hear them in the comments. But for Derek and myself, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your support so, so much. And as always, go Colts.